Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Make sure to subscribe and hit those notifications so you're aware every time a new episode is uploaded. Excited to go over today's topic, which is Green Bay's OTA sessions that are coming up this week and what we can sort of look forward to. Now, Green Bay has OTAs on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday that'll be open to the media so we can potentially learn a few things about how Green Bay lines up some players and those sort of things. At least I think we will. The reason I say that is with rookie mini camps, they actually limited pretty significantly the portions that were open to the media. We only got to see, you know, three, four real, actually it was four periods, but one of those periods was just stretching. So it was three periods, like a lot of individual drills, no team stuff or anything like that. So they scaled back some of the mini camp stuff. I'm very intrigued to see if they scale back the OTAs and uh, in regular mini camps, non-rookie mini camps of what the media is allowed to see. So it's possible we may not glean quite as much as we're used to gleaning from these if Green Bay scales those backs those back as well, which would be a huge bummer. Uh, but hopefully that's not the case, and we get a lot of access, and we can see exactly where you know players are lining up and see some of the team stuff. That is obviously a lot more fun than just watching a few individual drills. So. We'll see what happens. I will not be at Monday's practice. I will be at Tuesday's. I should be at Thursday's, but obviously I'll report back with any of my findings from Tuesday's and then Thursday as well. Uh, you can follow all the normal beat guys and Wes Hodkowitz and everyone that you normally follow for all of Monday's practice updates. But with all that being said, I want to kick things off by going over what I'll be looking for, assuming we have access to actual OTAs that we can actually watch some of this stuff unfold. And I'll be watching as obviously Rob Domovsky and Matt Schneidman and, you know, Pete Doherty and all those guys are tweeting out on Monday when I unfortunately will not be able to be there because I'll be traveling all day. But I digress. Let's go through this quickly. Number one is going to be simply who is in attendance. And remember, this is a non-mandatory OTA. So players do not have to show up for this. This is a very interesting season where they're transitioning to a new quarterback and there's a lot of new faces, a lot of rookies, a lot of second year players that are going to take increased snaps this season. So I'm very intrigued to see which players are there, which ones are not. And again, it's not mandatory. So I think the 
immediate reaction is like, oh, I can't believe that guy's not there. That's their choice. I totally get it. And I'm not going to bash anyone for not going. But ideally, the more players that you can get there, the better. And hopefully Green Bay has a really good turnout for their OTA sessions. The second one, assuming that he is there, which I assume that he will be, is the command and play of Jordan Love. And that goes without saying. And this is all going to be about Jordan Love through the entirety of the season, the OTAs, the mini camps, the training camps, the preseason, the regular season, maybe even a postseason. All of it is about Jordan Love and what he can become. And, you know, can he be a quality starter in the NFL? So that's what everyone's eyes are going to be on. What sort of command does he have of the offense? You know, how does he look? What all of it. All eyes will be on number 10 on Jordan Love. He is now QB1. And while we all certainly were keeping a very close eye on Jordan Love anyway, because it was such an intriguing story, and it certainly would go on to affect the future of the Packers in a pretty significant way with now Green Bay trading away Aaron, now is the time. Like this is his team now. And at the same token, nothing's guaranteed with that, right? So he has one more year on his deal, but he's not guaranteed much. If they have a really bad season this year and he doesn't play well, well, then, you know, Green Bay could potentially be in the sweepstakes for one of those top quarterbacks in next year's draft. So he's not guaranteed anything. And this is going to be a very huge season for Jordan Love as he takes over with this offense. So yes, he's going to be guaranteed on the roster next year. He's clearly going to be the starter this year. And I think everyone's hoping for the best for Jordan and expecting the best, but this is going to be a massive season for Jordan. It's going to be a huge season for the Packers to be able to evaluate him. And for the fans, it's going to be really interesting to see what he's ultimately going to be able to bring to the table as QB1. And this is going to be our first glimpse of what this Packers offense looks like with Jordan Love as the official number one quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Number three is David Bakhtiari. A, is he there? And B, does he practice in full? Because this has not been something that he has been able to do through the last few seasons is actually do the OTAs, the mini camps. They've held them until training camp. And even when training camp broke, he wasn't quite ready yet. So this will be a very interesting, you know, the, the word is that Bakhtiari's behind, everything's behind him, that he's good to go, that the knee's not going to be an issue anymore. Is that going to be the case? Is he just there at left tackle? And again, this assumes that he's there. I don't know if he's going to be or if he's not going to be, but if he's there, is he taking part in everything? Is he fully practicing? And if not, I don't think that that's necessarily a story. I think the bet, the, the better story clearly, but I think the, the real story would be if he is practicing because then maybe this thing is actually behind Bakhtiari. So we'll see. It does seem like they have a cadence even in season and off season of what they want Bakhtiari to do. And they're, I don't think they're going to be super aggressive, even if he is there, even if he is practicing. My guess is it's probably not all three days that are open to the media. My guess is he's probably taking days off here and there still just to make sure that that knee doesn't get overworked, but I'll certainly be keeping an eye on Bakhtiari as well, just to see if he does actually end up practicing and if he's obviously there. Number four, assuming Bakhtiari is there and assuming Bakhtiari is practicing, what does that starting offensive line look like? I'm very intrigued by this. I think it's very clear that it's going to be Bakhtiari. Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., and then either Yash Nyman or Zach Tom. I would guess, I would guess that it's going to be Yash at right tackle. If Bakhtiari is not practicing, it probably makes it super easy that you've got Zach Tom at left tackle, Elton at left guard, Myers at center, John Runyon Jr. at right guard, and then Yash at right tackle. But if anything's different, that's a pretty significant story. Meaning, what if Zach Tom's at center? What if Elton's at center? What if it's Zach Tom, if everyone's there and Zach Tom is starting at right tackle ahead of, um, you know, Yash Nyman? 
what if uh, Sean Ryan's in the conversation at one of those spots? Like, I don't think that a lot of that stuff is going to be the case, but I'm still super intrigued to see how they go out and put their team activities together and like line up that starting five along the offensive line. Probably simple, probably a non-story. Like I said, if Bakhtiari's practicing, probably Bach, Elton, Myers, Runyon, and then Yash. But if it's anything different, that's a that's a real interesting aspect. And the center one is the one that I'm going to be keeping a little bit of an extra eye on. All right, number five is which rookies get early looks and you know really looks with the the number ones on offense, number ones on defense, etc. Right, on offensive side of the ball. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, are they just entered as the new number one and number two tight ends? Is Josiah DeGuara more heavily involved? Are they going to you know, make them earn it and put Tyler Davis in that spot a little bit more? I'm really intrigued by that. Does Jaden Reed just line up in the slot as the number one slot receiver? Is he going to have to earn that over Samori Toure, who they've talked about uh, you know, obsessively over the last you know season plus? That's going to be interesting to me. Like, Are those guys right in the mix or do they have to earn their spot a little bit more? Lucas Van Ness, is he just the starter opposite Preston Smith, or does that go to Enigbare? Those are all things that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. I think there's other rookies that could certainly be in the conversation as well, but I'm really going to be looking to see which of these rookies get early opportunities and early looks with the number one offense and the number one defense. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Number six, who takes the backup quarterback reps? That's intriguing to me as well. You know, is this Danny Etling that's going to get the shot, or is this Sean Clifford? 
if it's just Sean Clifford, it would seem to believe that they think he's going to be the backup and going to be the guy and have a real opportunity to earn that shot. If it's Danny Etling, then now we potentially have a competition on our hands and you know he's going to have a real chance to maybe hold off Sean Clifford for that number two spot. So that is going to be interesting. And I'm also going to want to see how both of those players play. Do either look like they can actually be the backup? Are they able to move the offense a little bit? Are they able to you know, string together completions and go through progressions and those sort of things? That's going to be worth keeping an eye on. Right now, I would argue that I don't think they really have a true backup, but right now one of those guys are going to have to be it. So who is it and how do they look is going to be worth keeping an eye on. Um, you know, just if we get news on Monday and, and certainly things I'll be keeping an eye on on Tuesday and Thursday. Number seven, who's the starting safety across from Darnell Savage? Is it Tavarius Moore who they signed? Is it Owens who they signed? Is it, you know, going to be a Rudy Ford? You know, do other players like an Innis Gaines get in the conversation? That's another one that I'm really going to be intrigued by is who lines up and make it's there, there's not a full-fledged guarantee that it's Savage and somebody else. It could be, you know, maybe they don't start Savage. I think that would probably be pretty shocking. I think it's going to be Savage and probably Rudy Ford, maybe Tavarius Moore, maybe Chris Owens or Jonathan Owens, excuse me. But um I, I don't know. That's going to be really, really you know, interesting. And I'm really excited to see who ultimately lines up as starting safety. And then do they rotate players through at the starting with the ones? Or is it just going to be, you know, all right, it's going to be Rudy and Darnell to start. And those are going to be our ones. You know, maybe it's, you know, Owens and Tavarius Moore as the twos. And then, you know, Innis Gaines and Anthony Johnson Jr. as the threes. Like that would probably make some sense, right? But I'm going to see how they rotate those players and certainly going to be keeping an eye on that. Number eight is who's out injured. All right, so Grant Dubose was injured already or was not practicing, I should say, due to some uh, probably minor injury at rookie mini camps. So that's going to be one to keep an eye on. Bakhtiari, we already talked about. It's probably pretty clear Eric Stokes and Rashawn Gary won't be practicing, but is there any other mystery player who doesn't line up and doesn't practice due to an injury? That'll be worth noting as well. Number nine is simply who stands out at practice. Are there any of these players that are ultimately standing out more than others? And it's just a non-padded OTA practice. So it's really important that we don't take too much away from this, but all of a sudden, like, you know, Jordan's just slinging the ball around and making completion after completion and everything like that certainly would be a noteworthy, you know, thing to, to kind of keep an eye on and, and probably would get a lot of publicity uh, online and, and in the papers and everything else, right? So that would be something, but regardless of who it is, there's always somebody that gets buzzed. There's always some rookie that is like, wow, they are really impressing in OTAs. It doesn't mean a ton. Even in training camp, it doesn't mean a ton. You got to do it out on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, et cetera. But you still love to see those players that are generating an early buzz and may be able to be you know, a, a guy that maybe carries that over into camp and preseason and regular season, et cetera. So always interesting to see who stands out in these practices. Next up is number 10, and that's who's the second team offensive line. Is it going to be, you know, obviously with the the starters we talked about, but where does Sean Ryan line up? Is he on the is he even on the second team offensive line? Is Zach Tom with the second team, or is he again with the starters? And if so, where is Zach Tom lining up? Is he at center with the twos? Is he at right tackle, left tackle? Like, what is his position with the twos if he's out there? You know, you've got a Caleb Jones, you've got a Luke Tenuta. Where does Royce Newman line up? You've got Jake Hansen still. There's a lot of really interesting players on that second team offensive line, and I'm really interested to see from left to right how they line up. And specifically, if Zach is not with the ones, what position is he practicing at? If he's at center, probably game on between Josh Myers and Zach Tom. If he's at right tackle, probably game on between Zach Tom and Yash Nyman. So that is going to be worth noting as well. And like I said, something I'll be keeping an eye on as practice kicks off. 
And then last but not least, we're going to get our first look at Tariq Carpenter as an inside linebacker. So he is now an off-ball linebacker, making that transition from safety to linebacker. When he came out, it was a, a, a question as to whether or not he would line up at safety or linebacker to start his career. It was pretty clear, even early, like it's fine if they had wanted to maybe keep him at safety, but just his build and in the modern NFL, it just seemed like from day one that linebacker would be his long-term position. He is now making that transition. We haven't had the opportunity to see him there at all. We saw him extremely sparingly at safety in the end of, you know, in this past season as a rookie, but he was really, really good on special teams. So the bigger thing here is it probably doesn't matter because he's going to be more of a special teams ace and he's going to be involved in special teams in some capacity, probably has a really, really, really good shot at making the 53-man roster because of that. But all of that being said, he's now making a transition. We'll see how he looks. Did he put on a little bit of weight to play linebacker? Is he playing at the same size? And how does he make that transition? And can he be somebody that maybe is like a, you know, hybrid safety linebacker that maybe plays some of those third down snaps and could give them a different type of player at that specific position? So that will be all the things that I am keeping an eye on this upcoming week at OTAs. Just to recap, Who's in attendance? I guess the first one is technically what do we get to see in the media and what can we actually report back on? But after that, who's in attendance? The play of Jordan Love. Does David Bakhtiari practice? What does the starting offensive line consist of? Which rookies get an early look with the ones? Who takes the backup QB reps? Who's the starting safety across from Darnell Savage, assuming that it is Darnell Savage? Who's out injured? Who stands out? who's the second team offensive line, and what does Tariq Carpenter look like at linebacker? So that is what I will be keeping an eye on. And of course, as I mentioned, I will report it back to you. That'll be sometime on Tuesday. I'll probably post it Tuesday night uh, when I'm actually I have off on Tuesday. So I'll, as soon as I get back from OTAs on Tuesday, I will do a quick episode and report everything back. So you can definitely look forward to that. On Monday, like I said, follow all your favorite Packer beat writers that'll be there in attendance. And then on Thursday, I should be there as well. And then I'll probably post another episode for Friday morning, breaking down that. Thursday practice. So it's things to look forward to. It just, it feels like we're starting to really get in the thick of things. We're going to be at, you know, practices and OTAs and mini camps. And before you know it, it's going to be training camp. And then all of a sudden the Patriots are going to be in town and all of a sudden it's going to be preseason. And then it's going to be Packers Bears week one. Like I said, it's going to fly by. It always does. Can't wait. I'm so excited for this season, but that all starts with OTAs on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And like I said, I'll be reporting back on Tuesday and Thursday in regards to everything that I take away from those practices. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I'll see you guys tomorrow right back here. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.